Yo, yo, pull up a chair. It's another episode of the Nosebleed AV Club. My name is Arthur Matthew. My name is Austin. And we are joined by our returning guest and homie, non-Disney adult Landon is back with us, everyone. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> and uh, today we are talking about 2016's Swiss Army Man, directed by the Oscar-winning directors, The Daniels, known for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and DJ Snake and Lil Jon's music video for Turn Down for What? <laughs> okay, so Swiss Army Man. The plot, for those of you that don't know, is as follows. A hopeless man, stranded on a deserted island, befriends a dead body. And together, they go on a surreal journey to get home. Before we dive into things... Um, oh, wait, real quick. Can I yeah. just say, that? Is that the right synopsis? Because that's not the one I found. The one I found is Riddler stranded on an island runs into dead wizard boy. <laughs> That that might be more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> updated. That's the yeah. I mean, synopsis. If you want to go with the, the meta, I guess. <laughs> um. Anyways, before we we dive into this uh the discussion, I just want to give a forewarning to those of you who haven't listened before that we talk about these movies in no particular order. So if you don't want it spoiled, or if you want to get um. Uh, Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he doesn't want to be spoiled. He doesn't He's want to be spoiled. Go. <laughs> Leave the room and go watch the movie and then come back to us. That's a message for the dog and for you listeners. If you haven't seen the movie yet and you want to get the most out of this conversation and you don't want it spoiled, go ahead and check out the movie. I believe as of right now, it's streaming on HBO Max. Yeah, so I'll kick your ass. I'll do it. <laughs> fucking kick your ass, dude. Shut up. <laughs> That being said, <laughs> speaking of Riddler and Wizard Boy, uh, what did you guys think <laughs> of the casting? So, obviously, so I watched this movie without before knowing who Paul Dano was. The big draw for me was Daniel Radcliffe because mm-hmm. I fucking love Daniel Radcliffe a lot. Uh, we were, spoiler, we were kind of talking about Harry Potter a little bit before this <laughs> For some reason, we just <laughs> happened. It wasn't even because Daniel Radcliffe. It yeah, just happened no. to get to that topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I'm not really a big Harry Potter fan. Like the first two movies, I don't really care for the ones after those. But it's really post Harry Potter where I be, just became a mm-hmm. huge, huge fan of Daniel Radcliffe. Like it starts like with The Woman in Black, which is a horror movie that I think is pretty underrated. I love it a lot. And then from there, just his choices as an actor where he just decided to just go off the wall and do the randomest, craziest things that, like, make no sense for an actor that wants to continue being famous. You know, like, he would just – he took all that money he made from Harry Potter and was cool with it and then decided he would pursue acting as a passion. And I really fucking respect that. Um, Same with Robert Pattinson. Like, both of those actors are people that cashed in on their early movie success. Also a wizard boy. And Batman. And I fucking love how off the wall like their movie like choices are for what they decide to be a part of it. Like so big Daniel Radcliffe fan, and that was the main driving force of why I wanted to watch this movie. Also, just having seen the trailer, like I fucking was like hooked from the start. Landon. Yeah, um, as far as casting goes, um I thought it was very interesting. Um 
when I saw the trailer for this uh, for this movie, I was like, "What is this? <laughs> what is Harry Potter doing?" <laughs> I was really confused, um, and it was one of the first, if not the first, things that I've watched Dan Radcliffe in, other than Harry Potter. Mm. Um, and so it was it was cool to see him not being a wizard. Um, <laughs> uh, so just to kind of see, you know, what what else he can do, and with mm. an American accent, um, and yeah, I just. It was just different, and um, I think actually during this time, he, this is also when he did um, whatever play musical thing that he did on stage. Oh, was it Broadway? around this time? I think it was. I feel like it was. What's the name of it? Um, he went full frontal. On I don't now. remember what it's called, but he went full nude. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like Harry Potter he showed off that this weird lawn, bro. movie. And then, and then, yeah, going nude on stage. I was like, what is Daniel Radcliffe doing? So in any case, I thought it was really cool that he did something completely different from what he had been doing for years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Respect as far as... Um, fuck out of it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I was excited to kind of see what he was going to do. Um, and then Paul Dano, I don't know... Who he, I didn't know he was. I I know his face, but I I couldn't like <laughs> point where I had seen him from. Yeah. Um. But I thought he did well in the movie mm-hmm. for what his character was. Um. He he has that face for his character. If that makes sense. Yeah, he looks uh, like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we all might need to get familiar because I have a coworker who is a huge Dan Rad fan and a huge Paul Dano fan. So this is like his wet dream of a movie. Got so it. And apparently, Paul Dano has like quite the movie catalog. So uh, according to him, so yeah. Uh, so like both of you guys, huge Daniel Radcliffe fan. Um, again, just like what he's been doing after Harry Potter, because a lot of actors who take on roles like that, you know, basically have no career after they play such an mm-hmm. iconic character. But he's been killing it. He also does this show that I really enjoy on TBS called Miracle Workers. Yeah, it's yeah. like an anthology yeah. like sitcom thing, which is super good. I really love it. So huge uh, Daniel Radcliffe fan, just like you guys, Paul Dano, Dano, I not too familiar with i know him from little miss sunshine and batman um but he killed it in both (laughs) roles so he did (laughs) he did he did uh one actress i want to shout out who's also in this cast uh is mary elizabeth winstead who plays sarah who just has a freaking amazing catalog of movies she's been in scott pilgrim birds of prey 10 cloverfield lane i haven't seen it but she's in it um, and more recently, she's uh, in the uh, Ahsoka series. Um, also dating Wait, that wasn't, McGregor. That wasn't Laura Dern? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, a yeah. reference. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, a lot of like pretty, pretty so- uh, solid cast, even though this is like a duo movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I thought... You know, both actors did a great job, amazing chemistry, and yeah, it really made me believe what was happening on screen, as insane and surreal as it is. Is she the main, the the second, the main supporting uh, actress in Ten Cloverfield Lane? I I haven't seen it. I just saw her. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I haven't seen it. I just saw that it was a part of her credits, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I've been meaning to check that movie out, but I know you as watch much it. as you. No, I was like, as, as much as you love Cloverfield, I'm honestly surprised you haven't seen it. I know, seen it. <laughs> I know. 
maybe maybe like, we'll do an episode on that. Yeah, because like, like yeah, if there's one thing you if there's one thing you guys may may not know if you watch the previous iteration of AV Club, you'll know that me and Matt <laughs> both fucking love uh-huh. the first Cloverfield movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's like top five for me for sure. So that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I know. I got I got to get on that. I'm lagging. But you know what? Landon's only seen the first Pirates movie, so who's really <laughs> lagging? <laughs> Let me deflect real quick. <laughs> How the fuck did you guys end up on a movie podcast? That's crazy. Uh, you know what? These days, anyone can be anything, and two people who don't watch movies can start a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's so, get into uh, let's get into it. I do I do have some talking points. Uh, mm-hmm. So real, so this is this people for people that don't know. This movie is definitely something that um, I would say is an acquired taste. Um, I would definitely say that if I was to explain to you the premise uh, to like a random person who hasn't seen it. Most likely, they wouldn't want to see it, or would just be like, "What the fuck are you even talking about? Like, what is it? Like, yeah, it's a it's, it's a very out there movie." <laughs> so, like, a question that I like to pose to people who have seen it is, well, one like a question I like to pose to people that are just fans of like a twenty four movies in general or just weird movies. I'll ask, "Have you seen this movie?" And then I'll also ask, "Like, how'd you hear about it?" Right? So, like. Uh, I was the one that referred recommended this movie in our mm-hmm. in our uh, group chat. So prior to me recommending it or for this podcast episode, did any of you guys see? Have you any of you guys seen this movie before? I did see it um, when it came out. Um, I don't remember it. All I remember was literally that reaction of "What the hell is this?" <laughs> um, granted, I was also watching it with my dad. Um. <laughs> honestly, honestly hey. the perfect person to watch this with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think about it. Not, okay. Yes. See. Okay. So when I first watched it, though, like I, I guess maybe I like blocked it out of my memory because I don't remember what happened other than literally the first ten minutes of him mm. being in the water and a bunch of farts. So, <laughs> like. <laughs> that that's all I remember seeing in the movie and just being like, what am I watching with my dad? Um, and I didn't remember like the story or any of just anything. Um, I just remembered that. And because of that, I was just like, that's a bad movie. So that's what I connected. <laughs> and, okay. and so no, that's why I'm glad that like we decided to watch it. Cause mm-hmm. then now watching it, um, my opinion has definitely changed. Um, and before yeah. you go into so, no, no, yeah, yeah, that won't get into yeah, yeah. Save your opinion. Yeah, save yeah. your opinion. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you hear about it? Like, what made you want to watch it with your dad? <laughs> um, that might be two separate questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, with movies, I, I'm um, I like to watch weird things because uh, mm-hmm. it's just I'm curious. Like, if it's if it's um, like a cult kind of you know, movie or like just a movie that was banned somewhere, just weird stuff like that. I'm really uh, curious. Banned? So I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like I had a messed up childhood because <laughs> I was just looking up shit and watching shit with no filters. Sure. No, might, you might be no on one. List. <laughs> but in any case, um, 
yeah, so this was one of those like I, I saw people like you know in in um, forums or whatever talking about this on and the then, dark web. Yeah, the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had mentioned it to my dad, and I don't know where he found out about it, but he's like, "Oh yeah, I want to." I was curious about the movie. Like, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> I do. Um, I do recall it getting some coverage. Like, my, so for anybody that knows my mother. Oh, uh, they know that she's a big <laughs> fan of like watching like ET, Extra, Access Tonight, all those like tabloid shows. And I do remember prior to me watching this movie. So I watched this movie in like maybe 2017, 2018, maybe 2018, because I was with Janice at the point when I when I, when I first watched it. But uh, I do remember it getting some coverage on those types of shows where it's like because like it like you said, it was like a really big move for Daniel Radcliffe to be doing this. He, Daniel Radcliffe was such a big name that anything he was going to do post Harry Potter was going to be news, mm-hmm. and everybody, all the normies, had like the same reactions. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is he doing? You know, like what kind mm-hmm. of project is this? You know, think of so, the children. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> shit like that. So, like, yeah, I can imagine you definitely probably getting like it did have coverage. So it's not unlikely that you or your dad would hear about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I basically saw it on Netflix, like just scrolling through movies and was like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Radcliffe is in this. This looks interesting, Mm -hmm. but never got around to watching it. Um, never even saw the trailer. So I had no idea other than like reading the description, like what this movie was. So when you suggested it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that movie, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is in it. I'm down. Like automatically I was down. Um, so yeah, I pretty much went into this blind, um, upon reading the synopsis or the plot, I was like, oh, is this, you know, some play on like Castaway or something? Did you Uh, watch the trailer before watching it? No, I just put it on. Completely blind. Completely blind. Yeah. Perfect. Oh man. (laughs) Okay. So with that, like Matt specifically, Mm -hmm. what are your first impressions of Swiss Army Man? I thought it was going to be because they they emphasize the word like befriends a dead body or like that phrase. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, is this like a fucking weekend at Bernie's type of situation? Just like a dark take <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you start the movie and, you know, it, it's got that castaway vibe, um, <laughs> you're like, OK, you know, where is this going? And then, you know, the first flatulation was pretty fucking funny <laughs> um so i'm like that whole opening scene is just like it, it kind of tells you it, it, where, where we're going it, where we're going yeah it kind of gives you an idea of what you're in for and um yeah i i will say this at when i as i was watching it and i'm just fucking watching daniel radcliffe just fucking corpse the whole time oh by the way i just want to point out I specifically was paying attention to if this guy was blinking and he was not blinking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was paying there's, really close attention there's to that. There's one instance early on before he like, you know, spoiler before he like fully comes to life mm-hmm. where I I catch his like eye moving. He didn't blink, but, he didn't but his blink. you definitely catch him moving. Yeah. But but that could just be uh, a sign of like him coming to life, right? Not necessarily sure. Danny Radcliffe acting sure. whatever right but anyways yeah. 
for for a while, I honestly thought, is he just gonna play a corpse the entire movie? Like, because mm-hmm. it kind of it takes a while for him to yeah. kind of to kind of come to life. I um, remember that being a thought of mine too when mm-hmm. I first uh, watched the movie. Uh, did the uh, did the first like let's just say ten minutes of the movie hit for you? Because I feel like mm-hmm. like you like you said you made a good point. Like you kind the move the first beginning part of the movie really does set you up for what you could expect for basically the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So that either will turn people off to the movie mm-hmm. or turn people onto it. So like, like, did like it hit for you. Yeah. Like Landon, I'm kind of a fan of like, kind of weird. Like I kind of want to see where something's going. Like if it has an inch, like this premise is like, how do you make this interesting? Right? Like how do you mm-hmm. hold someone's attention I guess it's with farts because that was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Like, where is this going? And then the scene where he starts coming to life was just fucking hilarious. Um, (laughs) I have a question. Yeah. So when you guys watched the movie, did you watch it alone? I did. So the the very first time I watched it, I watched it alone. And like, I super like loved it. Right. Like I, I didn't like, laugh as much as i have subsequent times it's funny like the first time watching it the first time i'm exposed to these jokes like i did i chuckled here and there but i didn't like laugh as hard Mm -hmm. immediately after watching it the first time i contacted janice i was like hey we are watching this fucking movie together we watch it together i'm fucking busting out laughing the whole way through Mm -hmm. uh and like she did not enjoy it the first time she watched it we just watched it for so this is my maybe like my third or fourth time watching it uh earlier uh before we start record started recording and like I'm fucking laughing she's fucking laughing the whole time like she's come around on it she fucking loves it now and like I think that might also just be her just being used to this sort of humor now after post everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. uh, cuz obviously that's like one of her favorite movies of all time yeah so I think she just needed to kind of set her expectations uh, but yeah, no, I definitely did watch this movie f- by myself initially. Mm-hmm. But um, so I will I th- say this. Oh, sorry, okay. uh, just to wrap yep. up the thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it it did kind of hook me, but then it it took a while for me to to be enthusiastic about it. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until the bus scene where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is this is getting really good. It it kind of mm-hmm. lulled for me. Um, mm-hmm. in between that. Yeah. Do you, Landon, do you think watching it for the first time not alone kind of shaped your early feelings about it? Yeah, so that's what I was going to kind of uh, yeah. talk about. So when I first watched it, obviously with my dad, it was weird. Probably not <laughs> the best person to watch it with. Um, but so when I watched it the other night, um, I was actually watching it with a couple of friends on Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had never seen it. They didn't know what it was. Um and so I think because I was able to watch it with friends for the first time, um, these fart jokes and like stupid humor <laughs> like that hit harder. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if I watched this alone, like for my own like personal taste in movies, I would just be like, this is stupid. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't <laughs> like last, you would, wouldn't you have would, lasted that long. You like, you would feel dumb for watching it. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, before before we started recording, I was trying to get Nikki to watch it because mm. uh, yeah, just 
she likes Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yep, that's, that's the, the criteria for, for this, this movie. movie. That's, yeah, <laughs> it's the magic. Um, but um, when we're watching it, um, I actually I started falling asleep. Um, yeah. And so I, I ended up taking a nap, um, not because it was boring. It's just long day. Um, and because I, I guess I was taking a nap, Nikki turned it off. Mm. She's like... Uh, she was getting bored. And I was like, mm, yeah. oh. She's like, yeah, if that. you're watching with me, if you're watching with me, I probably would have liked it. I'm like, okay, well, you can try it again. But <laughs> <laughs> She's so like, I think it's maybe okay. it depends you on like, who you watch it with. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny you say that, right? It's funny you, you mentioned that, uh, and we'll get into this deeper, but like, it's funny that you mentioned that like Nikki turned it off because you weren't, you basically weren't there watching it with mm-hmm. her. And mm-hmm. she mentions that I probably would have liked it if you were there with me. And that kind of mm-hmm. taps into the core, one of the core elements of this movie about yeah. like, yeah. why do we <laughs> only do things if we feel like others will be approved, will approve of it? Or why do we feel the need to have other people involved in what we like or don't like? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so like, uh, did you guys have any other before I move on? Did you guys have any other points you wanted to touch on in terms of like your first impressions of the movie? Um, I will say after I finished it, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. So mm. I've watched it oh, okay. maybe three times. I watched it the first time, put it on again in the background uh, the second time. And then the third time was today um, just just to have it on just to keep the movie fresh in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a movie that you appreciate, I think, after the fact, uh, after you've so you, digested it a bit, after you've kind of maybe read up on some stuff and reflected. Um, I think that's where people end up liking it. Um, first watch, so you watch it's it gonna be tough. Three times, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Within the last two days, three times. So, like, wait, wait. Can I just say how <laughs> fucking serendipitous doing this movie was? So I mentioned I watched it three times in the last two days. There's a reason mm-hmm. for that. I've been sick at home with a fucking stomach bug. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, perfect. This so is, you were, uh, this, you were I, acting out the movie while yeah, you were watching it. I had a connection to this movie. Maybe that's why I didn't know how to feel about it, because I was actually going through it, and it kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, what the movie should have taught you is that you should be proud of that. You know what I'm saying? You should be okay with that. You know, there was There's no shame in that. There was no one to share it with is the, mm. the problem. That's the beauty. You don't need to, you know? And yeah, so, you're right. I should have killed someone and just <laughs> hung yeah. out with their body. I, I, I did it wrong, <laughs> apparently. Next time. Next time. <laughs> so... That does go into well, not what you said, but <laughs> we're gonna. That's that's this criminal is, activity. This might be our last episode. Landon's on the list. I'm saying I'm gonna like murder someone. <laughs> this is not gonna end well for us. I know. I signed on to talk about movies. You guys are on some <laughs> other shit. You guys are acting like fantasies. We're or telling like on whatever. ourselves in this one. Yeah, I know. You guys are self snitching right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like me personally, like. I did love I did love this movie like like the first time I watched it like I could understand why someone it would take someone like like multiple watches to really get it like I'm not and I'm not going to say like I got mm-hmm. it like after my first watch I just know I just knew that I really liked it after watching it the first time and like the reason why I really liked it is because you know and maybe you guys got this after your first watch too is like you can always tell when something has like a lot of heart to it and to me mm-hmm. this movie had a lot of heart to it 
And, you know, I don't, I never watched any interviews or like the commentary from the Daniels about like them talking about the movie. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what certain things might have symbolized or what messages Mm -hmm. they were trying to convey. But what I could tell you from my personal experience and what I got out of the movie was a movie that was, that had a lot of heart in the story it was trying to tell and that it was a movie about human connection and telling telling that story about how we as people connect with each other, whether it's through love, whether it's through familial uh, connections, mm-hmm. or whether it's through friendship. Like, how we as humans connect to other humans, they took that concept and then they were like, okay, this is our core concept. How can we make this as fucking weird as possible? Mm-hmm. And, like, this actually goes into, like, a funny little story I have. I watched this movie. I admittedly paid no attention to, like, the directors or anything about it. I just liked the movie. Made Janice watched it. I enjoyed it, right? Years later, we go to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once for the first time. On the drive home, we're driving home and we're talking about the movie. And then, like, I'm talking to Janice and I'm like, you know what? Like... You know what this movie really reminds me of? Like, it really kind of just reminds me of Swiss Army Man. Like, it just has that same concept of, like, taking something very simple, like a simple idea of, like, a, of like, a, like a human emotion or human concept and just making it as wacky and zany and convoluted as possible. And then Janice, like, looks it up, and then she's like, oh, my God, like... It was directed by the same people. And I felt so fucking vindicated. I felt so, so validated in that moment. Cause like, Oh my God, like, or rather the Daniels should feel validated because their director style, even if you don't know who the directors are bled through both of their projects without me even knowing it was their projects. But like, I love their directing style of how they just hone in on the mundane how they hone in on things that we take for granted every day. Something as simple as riding the bus and looking out the window and just taking in the scenery or the moment of when you notice somebody in particular walk onto the bus, you know, it doesn't have to be the main character situation where he falls in love with her, but like, you know, those are real things. Like, you know, there's many times where me and Matt, are just sharing stories about our daily lives. And he mentions like, I just happened to like notice this particular person in this situation. And I, this is something funny that I noticed about them, or this is something <laughs> that I picked up on about this person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is something we do every day. And like to make a movie that kind of revolves around that concept and then to expand upon it in like the way that like he recreates the bus or he recreates like all the little daily things that we do with like all the junk he finds in the forest. Like it's shit that like that, that I fucking love. Like it really hits, it really strikes a nerve with me on like all the little things that we do and how much it plays a role in like the bigger part of our lives. You know, like to me, that's what the movie means. I don't know if that's what they intended. I was going like, to say that's, that's, that's what an interesting take that you are kind of making it a movie about not that you're wrong or anything but you're mm. making it a movie or what you took from the movie was that it's more about human connection where i think the general consensus um just from what i've seen and kind of where i lean towards is more self-acceptance um mm-hmm. rather than trying to connect with someone because um 
someone kind of I, I read somewhere because honest to god this movie like i said i didn't know how to feel about it so i kind of needed like some sort of direction i needed to read things yeah. to kind of make sense of it mm-hmm. and they were saying that all these things was like the weirdness that he suppressed within himself that just built up and then just led to like you know a psychotic break in a way um mm-hmm. where you know he was too anxious to talk to this girl you know what i mean mm-hmm. so rather than talk to her he he built up this fantasy right which became mm-hmm. an obsession um and i actually read someone uh likened it to farts which i thought was funny since that's like a running gag in the movie um mm-hmm. uh sorry I, I saved it because i thought it was pretty good um yeah. they're saying that uh the re- the regular urges and desires that everyone experiences can be unhealthy if you repress it for too long. You got to let that stuff out, even if the people around you don't appreciate it, because holding it in will definitely end up being more damaging and unhealthy, just like farts. So I was like, (laughs) oh, you know what? That makes sense. Like you need a release for, you know, some of these things that won't be socially acceptable or else you become freaking weirdo you know and and fucking get lost in the forest and create a fantasy life with a dead body so before before you you mm-hmm. gave your impression or your uh your takeaway from the movie landed real quick i do want to mm-hmm. say like yes like the idea that this was all in his head like like fight club style or whatever mm-hmm. like did like and there's things that kind of hint at it or allude to it i think that's very purposeful like i think they want you to kind of think that's where it's going like it's all in his head Mm -hmm. but the parts of me that take this for this is just a world where this actually happened uh the things that happen in the movie are like one like the girl's reaction to like the phone like them actually zipping up his dead body like all those things they all the things that they say acknowledge that he actually was there not a figment of his imagination mm-hmm. and then even them acknowledging him when he's like shooting away you know into the water mm-hmm. at the end of the movie well and mary is like like what the fuck so <laughs> like i have a take on that actually mm. so because he's so like socially troubled right he during during the movie he kind of figures out you know, how how humans kind of interact with each other by talking to Danny Radcliffe's character, right? He's kind of mm-hmm. working out his own issues through him. And and once he's doing that, that's when he's he's alive, right? Where he's kind of accepting things. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of towards the end where um, I, I do think it's in his head is what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Like in, in sorry to, to jump ahead to the end, but... No, no. In the end, we we find out Daniel Radcliffe is straight up dead. Like, dude's mm-hmm. a corpse, right? He's getting zipped mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And then on the beach, he's he's pretty much dead, right? But mm-hmm. in that moment, like Paul Dano's kind of like snapped out of his uh fantasy world when when we find out that Daniel Radcliffe's character is actually dead. But mm-hmm. if you remember throughout the movie, Daniel Radcliffe becomes more alive the more Paul Dano kind of accepts himself and accepts his issues and works it out through him. Mm-hmm. So at the end, I feel like he's kind of accepting that like, okay, like, you know, maybe this is not uh, like directly right, but 
like, oh, I am a little crazy. Like I kind of had suffered a breakdown or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. why Daniel Radcliffe's character appears to be alive again and, mm-hmm. and shoots off because in his mind, he's, he's learning a new part and he's learning a new part of himself and he's accepting it just like he did throughout the movie. Kind of mm-hmm. my take on it. Yeah, I do have thoughts on that, but let's uh, Landon. Like, mm-hmm. what did you think? Like, like what what were the takeaways you got from this movie the second time around? Um, so kind of just what you both said of um, human connection and self acceptance. Um, I don't think it's either or. I think it was both. Mm-hmm. Um, for um, Hank, that's his name. Um, mm-hmm. For yes. Hank to um, kind of start us off with, with I want to die and. Um, uh, attempting suicide and, and, and that part or at that point where you think that parts of your life that were good are going to flash, you know, before mm-hmm. you that, you know, all the times that you felt happy or felt alive, um, would happen. And, and that's what he said, like it didn't. Um, and then, uh, having pretty much, um, Hank and, Manny, I think is Manny. Yeah, Manny. I cannot buy that's his name. <laughs> like it just doesn't. Like I've well, never I met, like a, I kind of thought about it though. I thought about it though. I was like Manny Man. Yeah, he is human. just yes, human. That, that makes you know, sense. so that that was my connection. I guarantee like, that, that you like, that is a hundred percent the reason why. Yeah. But it was okay. just funny, um, like, Manny, like no, dude. What? But yeah, he doesn't look like a Manny. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like when, when Manny's character is introduced, this is dead lifeless thing. Mm. Um, and for him, for Hank to kind of physically take this being thing, um, and kind of force it to be his reason to live, uh, mm-hmm. for the fir- or for, uh, the time being, I don't know, however long it, this span of uh, duration, mm-hmm. um, I, just, I thought that was interesting um, that, that that's kind of what, what uh, became his purpose, if you will, mm-hmm. um, uh, to keep going. Um, and then um, as we kind of move along in um, how Hank is kind of mm, uh, walking us through parts of like, like uh, Austin said with uh, mundane life things mm-hmm. that, that aren't necessarily significant, but become significant because of what he's trying to teach um, Manny about mm-hmm. being human. Mm-hmm. Um, and for someone that, that, that was previously suicidal because they didn't want to, uh, be themselves anymore or just exist mm-hmm. um, to have to teach somebody to live or why mm-hmm. you live is an interesting concept to me mm-hmm. because it's a very like you were over here and now you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually a really good, you know, point. like, you know, it's like you're already done, but because this uh, happened all of a sudden, like you just switched um, and for it to just, uh, show how how quickly, or not quickly, how how somebody can just kind of talk, I guess talk themselves out of uh, you know what they initially were trying to do or how they were living. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was an interesting concept to put in uh, for this type of movie. I just didn't see 
that's where it was going to go because of how it just started um, <laughs> with the farts. Um, so my, I guess my first impression with literally the first 10 minutes was this movie is going to be real fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as, as we go through uh, like what I just said and how, how uh, Hank is teaching this essentially corpse mm-hmm. um, life, uh, it gets more, I guess it, it kind of made me want to think deeper, um, deeper meanings behind things. So I was trying to like think more mm-hmm. as things were happening as far as like um, any time or during each uh trial if you will so yeah. like when when the water was coming out of his mouth and <laughs> you know like weird shit but like yeah. also like he was providing uh like a, a life source <laughs> mm. <laughs> for, for him for hank um yeah and like, like just all the things that he, would he was saving him provide what he <laughs> mm-hmm. needed in that moment at mm. the very point he needed it you exactly know? yeah yeah, yeah. so the the um to all the times that they're just making these connections to each other um which is such a weird dynamic of like a live human being and this supposed corpse mm-hmm. um it's just odd but also like just makes you, you, you more than more than thinking the or i'm thinking why but mm-hmm. also further than that mm-hmm. uh so yeah, because it was just a constant throughout the movie, um, and I think so. Like with a twenty-four movies, it could either be really fucking weird and like turns you off, mm-hmm. but for this movie, it was really fucking weird, but also intriguing. Yeah. Um, so as, yeah, so after having watched the movie, I did have to like Google. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what was all this? Because I want which, to know more. You know. Speaking of googling this movie, my favorite thing about googling this movie is like one of the top things is. Uh, so you know when you Google something, there's like common questions that get asked mm-hmm. about the subject yeah. you Googled. One of them was, what's the deal with Swiss Army Man? <laughs> oh, just what's the deal? Yeah, just what's the deal? <laughs> <Not> even... <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah, what, what the yeah. fuck was that? Dude, so like, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you either get it or you don't, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, for me, like... Like one of the questions I was going to ask you guys is like, did this movie surprise you? And I think going off of both of you guys, what you guys said, it's very obvious that, yeah, this movie did surprise you mm-hmm. because you go into it thinking it's going to be stupid. But mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of like, I really genuinely believe there's a lot of substance to this movie. Like, like, I think this movie, this movie is beautiful. And like, that sounds really weird because it starts out with like toilet humor and it continues to yeah. toilet humor throughout the movie. But like, if you really look at the story, the core story that this movie tells, like, and I agree with you, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily purely human connection or uh, purely self-acceptance. Like, I agree that it's a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you know. Um, me and Matt might disagree on whether the events in the movie actually happened or were all in his head. But, like, the core thing is that, yeah, this movie is about both of those things and a little bit more. And I really genuinely feel like this movie does a good job of connecting to us on a level regarding those things, but it doesn't do it in a way that's like talking down to us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's meeting us at our level. And like with A24 movies, you're right. Like there's always that threshold of 
is it just going to be weird for the sake of being fucking weird? Yeah. Or is there going to actually be some fucking substance to this movie? And mm-hmm. I really, I feel like this is one of those movies that has a lot of substance to it. If you, if you look for it, you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, like it's a beautiful story. Like at the end of the day, like in my opinion, like in like simple things, like the montage where after, uh, I think it's after the bus scene where, you Manny just like talks about like why he like I forget like why he feels the way he feels and like why do you even want to go to the real world like that place has so many rules of what you can't do or whatever mm-hmm. like there's like this montage of them like like turning him into a shotgun learning the jackknife skill and like them just doing all these things like having like a sushi dinner or whatever and like the bonfire part like that montage is beautiful like it's such a beautiful moment because it's just like the simple things in life that like bring him so much joy and to Blandon's point like continue to just give him a reason to live and like mm-hmm. not give up even though mm-hmm. his existence prior to being stranded was miserable and is 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 it his existence being stranded was miserable but since then Manny has changed it's one of those beautiful things where, you know, teaching somebody the things that you already know and take for granted kind of reinvigorates the feelings Mm -hmm. you've had when you first learned those things. And Mm -hmm. it really brings about like the enjoyment of just being able to discover something again for the first time, you know, like that feeling of falling in love or that feeling of finding somebody that you really connect with that feeling of just being able to start a fire, you know, granted you didn't start it with your fucking hand in your ass, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, you felt accomplished and he got Mm -hmm. to experience all of that again for the first time. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know me personally, that's something that really strives for me because I don't necessarily live a really interesting life, but I do consider myself happy i consider myself fulfilled in a lot of ways and a lot of that comes through just the mundane everyday things that i do in my life you know so this movie really strikes a chord for me because i feel like it it kind of connects to that part of me you know that finds fulfillment and enjoyment in those things you know we've all done the thing where we look outside of the window and pretend we're in a music video you know when we're listening to music like, <laughs> y'all, we've all fucking done that you know what i'm saying and like I think it's okay to acknowledge that that has some significance or meaning, you know? I will say this. Um, upon researching this movie, um, there was an, uh, a Reddit AMA with the directors. And I forget which Daniel said what. But he basically implied that nothing, but, like, nothing in the movie happened. He's like, oh, mm. spoiler alert, like you know it was all in his head or whatever but then he kind of left it open-ended as well but he's like but (laughs) in a way he always um, has to be right yeah always has to be right always has to have that one (laughs) this straight from the directors man i'm just don't shoot the messenger (laughs) this this fucking guy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um i just want i want to say like so i went or I started watching this movie thinking mm-hmm. of like how I felt before, right? When mm-hmm. I first tried watching it, uh, with the with the uh, reminder that this 
Pirates is one of Austin's favorite movie, if not favorite movie. Um, other one, than one. It's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, <laughs> but it's definitely one of my oh, Okay. Favorite. It's one of your, yeah. yeah. Um, and so after having watched the whole thing uh, up until the end, because mm. the end, I don't, I'm not sure about, um, mm. I was just like, oh, I get it. I can see why this makes Austin's list. It, I do agree. It is, it is a beautiful movie for how um, they kind of just put together weirdness, serious mm-hmm. uh, topics, um, and just made what they made. And yes, I just want to say that I agree that it, it is a beautiful movie. Oh, uh, 100%. Like that bus scene alone where <laughs> they mm-hmm. do, even the way the they, they did the, the looking out the bus window effect like oh was just like wow this is life i'm going to ride the bus every day <laughs> this is this is just the beginning yeah. that, that whole scene was just awesome ah, so good yeah i think that scene kind of saved a lot of the movie for me um, mm, okay. yeah. that's interesting yeah Saved is a really strong word. Because, so, like, where was the movie falling, in your opinion? Like I said, it just took... Because that scene's about, like, I think, like, an hour or, like, 45 minutes to an yeah, hour it's, into it's the movie. Yeah, it's pretty... It's almost middle, in. yeah. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is why I said, yeah, this movie kind of... It, it hooked me on at the beginning with all, like, the gags and him coming back to life. But mm-hmm. then, up until the bus scene, it kind of just dragged oh. on for me. I was just kind of like, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is so, happening. Let me let me ask you this thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So this is probably like I wanna say my fourth time watching it. It's mm-hmm. for sure either my third, but it might be my fourth. Um obviously watching something sequential, like or in multiple times, you I don't know if I use sequential right there. Um mm-hmm. watching something more more than once. Consecutively. You 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 start to yeah, hone yeah. yeah, consecutively, you start mm-hmm. to hone in on different things, mm-hmm. right? Because you're focused right. now that you have a previous knowledge, you hone in on different things. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that I honed in this time around, at least me personally, like I was like, there really is no waste of dialogue in this movie. Like I think every interaction, every like scene, like conveys a purpose, you know, like I don't think any of the dialogue in this movie is wasted, especially Mm -hmm. since for this movie, especially because it is 90% of the movie is between just the two characters. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of dialogue between any of the, uh, any of the other characters. And like, I really genuinely feel like a lot of the dialogue that they like, that they have like serves a purpose or hints at certain things or pushes the plot along in like, like I thought it was perfect might be too strong of a word but like i felt like it was really fitting in that sense like as someone who felt that it was really slow and you've now watched it at this point three times you Mm. know granted you weren't super paying attention the other two times Mm. but like you you have watched it pretty much close to how many times I've watched it. Did you ever get a sense of that, or do you feel like no, there's things that could have been the, cut out or whatever? The dialogue was was fine. Like I have no issues with it. It just wasn't. And and you know there might be some bias because watching movies nowadays, especially through streaming, there's a lot more distractions. Right? There's mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. more times where your mind wanders. If I was watching this in theaters, maybe I would have a different reaction. Um, but because mm-hmm. I watched it alone, because I watched it at home, um, I have access to my phone if there's a lull or something. You know what I mean? Like, it. Yeah. I don't think any di- line of dialogue was wasted. It just wasn't very attention-grabbing 
especially because the beginning is so redonkulous, <laughs> right? It is just absolute insanity mm. that after you get past the oh, is he gonna is he gonna come to life, right? And you mm. see, oh, he is gonna come to life. Okay, what am I gonna be excited like? You know what I mean? Like, what's the next mm. thing that's gonna get me really hyped? Because if they're just sitting mm. there talking. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, he's saying some insightful shit. Doesn't make it that entertaining for me, though. Um, especially being at home. You know what I mean? And until we get to that bus scene where, you know, you kind of find there's the heart of the movie. There is the warmth mm-hmm. in the movie. I would agree. That's yeah, when that, I'm like, that okay. Movie is definitely, now that part I'm of the movie is definitely where the heart comes yeah. forward. Now it's like, okay, now you, you've regained my attention. Now I really want to see where this is going. Before, I was just like, because up until that point, he's just a guy trying to get back home. And, you know, we're led to believe that, you know, he's possibly hallucinating all this, right? Like, mm-hmm. where is this even going to go? And then you sure. get to the bus scene and it's like, okay, there it is. There's the the connections and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how I felt about it. And like I said, I, it could just be the environment that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't make for that chunk of the movie the best for me. So I will say this. Uh, I did the first time I watched a movie. Like, like I do this thing, and this isn't just for this movie. It's a common thing that I do. Where if I, I if I feel a movie look looks interesting enough, or like grabs me, like I'll just buy the Blu-ray and mm-hmm. I'll just watch it for the first time. You know. So like <laughs> I also watched this movie in like a similar environment where it was like even though it wasn't streaming, it was a Blu-ray, but like mm-hmm. same thing. I was at home, you know, watching it on that a little so, different like, though, because is... this already grabbed you whereas this took me sure a few years okay. to like even and i've only really was able to watch it out of convenience right so there was like, some bias so yeah was, I, and i'm really doing all that there was definitely some bias involved there for sure mm-hmm. landon what about you did you feel like the movie like dialogue like when did the movie grab you actually like what at what point did it like hook you in if at all uh, actually, very early on, um, mm-hmm. after after kind of accepting the fact that there's just gonna be a lot of farting in this movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, like when, as soon as he he brings um, Manny in the what is it, like a cave, but not cave. I don't know, little yeah, shelter yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. still cave. dead at this. Um, and he has water in him and giving him water. I was like, yeah. what the hell? What else can he do? <laughs> <laughs> so like, because it, it like, you know, it's Swiss army man. And like you are a Swiss army knife situation. You are a tool. What yeah. else is he going to make him do? And that's, how, that's pretty much was like making me want more of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, up until the, what you were saying that, 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 that uh, montage scene, which amped up my like this is great um but yeah the, the i wanted to kind of just say matt's uh viewing situation mm-hmm. was my viewing situation similarly um mm-hmm. uh so my friend was actually just streaming it on discord for us and uh i was i was just working on stuff actually when when i was watching it so mm-hmm. i was distracted but also mm-hmm. engaged mm-hmm. um so it, it it's Still was the dialogue was still engaging to me mm-hmm. um and then when i could like when I felt like some uh, visual, interesting visuals were happening, that's when I would actually visually watch it um, <laughs> instead of just listening to it. Uh, I was very much engaged. I was very much, uh, you know, interested in what was happening. Um, 
And because I was watching with friends, you know, all this, the stupid humor stuff, like when they're talking about masturbation and like um, <laughs> that whole scene of just his, <laughs> his dick just moving around yeah. being a compass. Compass. Oh, Sorry. Just, Boner compass. Crazy. <laughs> Sports limited. <laughs> so fucking funny. Sports illustrated. Yes. Like, well, like it was a Sports Illustrated, whole- but mm-hmm. like, I think the actual title of the magazine was Sports Limited. Yeah. Which I thought was um, funny. That was is it? funny. <laughs> I could be wrong. No, it was um, Sports It wasn't a Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It, it looked like Sports uh, Illustrated, but it was Sports Limited. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, good. No, sorry. I, w- I was just going to say, like, okay. So with that in mind, right, like, is there any – so the movie does try to tackle, like, several, like, deeply rooted things that could occur or happen with like a normal family, whether it's the shit with the dad, it's the shit with the mom, it's the shit with a girl <laughs> that you never talked to, whatever it is. Right. Like, was there anything that particularly, particularly struck a chord with you? Like, you know, on the basis of this, cause like, I feel like the effect of this movie really comes from if any of the things that it tackles, like relates to you at all. Like, cause if it doesn't, mm-hmm. then I don't think this movie has any power over you at all. Like, I think yeah, I you agree. probably think this movie is stupid mm-hmm. if that's the case, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So was yeah. there anything in particular that, str- that struck with you re- with any of the things that this movie was tackling? Um, I feel like a, a common feeling, uh, was, uh, loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, have I felt lonely? Sure. Yeah, you know, feeling different, um, mm. and and the result of that, you know, being so different, weird, or whatever, the black sheep of whatever um, social situation you're in, um, I've definitely felt that and feeling lonely and feeling isolated or feeling like I can't be a part of something, um, and just yeah, not feeling good about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to the extent of what. Uh, Hank feels maybe not, but you, you don't associate your mom with masturbation. Legally, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to You're on a list, so you might Legally. want to be careful. However, though, we're trying to make a banger ass podcast, so that might be good content. <laughs> I mean, no, um, so content, content. <laughs> my mom growing up uh, in high school, she was known as the MILF. I don't know. Wow. Um, <laughs> Tell me everything I need to know. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my, my English teacher gave or pretty much hey. said that in class and all the dudes agreed. I was like, Your this is English weird. <laughs> Word, yeah. word, to, word to my boy Manny. Uh, I've never seen your mom, but I'm gonna think of your mom when I miss <laughs> Landon's mom has got it going on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, can we have a picture when can he was like, up so we can put it on the screen? Let's let my mother later. Not, let's not, <laughs> Landon. Don't entertain that. Let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not put the poor woman on blast. <laughs> We would be putting her on a pedestal, my but, guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, uh, when Manny's like talking about or kind of like bringing up um, questions that that Hank would uh, react to with his 
growing up or his life situation. So like when his mm-hmm. dad would call him retarded. <laughs> um, hey, like, we don't say that we word. We don't yeah. say that word. <laughs> um, like Why so stuff like that. Like talk to you if you talk like a retard. <laughs> God, I sound like my dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't say that like I I relate like a hundred percent, but definitely mm. you know it's that like turning into your parents or like your parents have definitely um, taught you certain things that you don't realize yeah. are a part of you. You know, when mm. you get older. Um, mm. So and it, I related to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, very specific things that related to um, being lonely or feeling loneliness, and just like how family and growing up kind of affects me, or you mm-hmm. know, you. Yeah. Um, Where are you, Matt? For me, it's uh, a lot of the self acceptance stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just I do have. Like on occasions, like pretty bad anxiety where it kind of cripples me in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, I, I felt a lot of that growing up and this might be a shocker to some, but I do still feel and consider myself, uh, an introvert. Like I know mm. I have my moments where I'm, I'm very extroverted and very out there, but at the end, at my core, I feel very introverted. And in, in this movie, just seeing someone tackle, you know, the issues that they feel hold themselves back, um, where it's not mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. anyone you know, would, would fault them for, but because he thinks it's weird and, you know, it's something like I think is weird. I can't put it out there. Um, but that's something I've kind of outgrown over time. I wouldn't say I've outgrown it, but I've, I've been working on it to where, you know, I, it makes me tackle things that I want to do that I was previously afraid to do, like starting a Mm -hmm. podcast, like, you know, it's like putting your opinions out there and, and subjecting yourself to criticism—that's a scary thing, right? But it's something I want to do. Do I have some weird takes? Sure, yeah, I might have some weird takes, but I'm gonna put it out there and, and see what happens. And borderline um, criminal takes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, hey. Uh, but yeah, just the the whole struggle of self acceptance and yeah. and kind of talking yourself through you know, your own issues and eventually pushing yourself to, to act, um, is something Mm -hmm. that, um, I kind of took away from this movie and kind of what I related to. That's interesting that you do say that because like, so like no shocker to anybody, like Landon said, this is like one of my favorite movies. Like Mm -hmm. I, I fucking, I don't use this word lightly, but like I fucking adore this movie. Like this is a movie that (laughs) I hold very much near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. for various reasons um and for me personally where it really strikes a chord is because i do relate a lot to like the ideas and the things that the main character is going through uh where like i and matt can speak to this because it's it, you know because like to me it's really interesting uh hearing matt say that he considers himself an introvert because i've always considered you to be an extrovert because I've always I been, the sh- I've always <laughs> been the shy one. Like I've always been, and like me and Matt have had discussions about this because you know we're brothers. You know we talk about these things, and like I've always felt like I could not meet and like interact with new people as well as he could. 
and like especially like we met landon through like a convent the convention scene and matt mm-hmm. was always the person that would facilitate those relationships that we would meet uh, you know through the in those situations and like i wouldn't know landon if it wasn't for matt networking and being more of his extroverted version you know what i'm saying his extroverted self whereas like I very much, I keep to myself. I try to stay out of like the spotlight. I don't really like to be the center of attention in that sense. Um, And like, it's scary for me. And like, I've always struggled with that. And like, in the past, it's kind of kept me from doing the things that I've wanted to do or being the person that I know I can be. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something that I've always looked to Matt to kind of like inspire myself to be more of that person. You know what I'm saying? This is getting really heavy. This is like the heavy <laughs> podcast. This podcast is damn near overweight. But I, I think, um, well, I think it's important to, to, to bring up what you guys are bringing up with mm-hmm. the themes of the movie. Yeah. Because um, I feel like um, if this movie had been made like in current times, mm-hmm. I feel like the struggles the character would have gone through would be different. Yeah, um, that's true. You know? So. Yeah, so it's anyway, weird to think yeah, that this movie <laughs> damn near like, it's it's not there, but it's close to being like 10 years old. At this 10 years old, it's, yeah. Te- mm-hmm. Technology has moved so yes. much since then, right? Yeah. And like, values and concepts have moved mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a lot since then but like you know like for me personally like this movie just really strikes a chord with that feeling of loneliness and that feeling mm-hmm. of like not having somebody to confide into and like i'm very blessed that i have people that i can talk to and have people that make me feel not so alone but when you do feel alone and when you're not willing to go out and, and put yourself out there and let the world know that you're alone it's hard to find those people and it turns out I've had those people in my life all along. I just never knew that because I didn't put myself out there. And like, that's something I really love and appreciate about this movie is that it stresses that aspect of it mm-hmm. is that you're never going to make those connections. If you aren't the first person to say it, if you aren't the mm-hmm. first person to put it out there, it's like what Dan, it's what Manny, it's like what Manny says. It's like, if maybe if there was one person that was okay with all that stuff, Mm-hmm. The whole world could just dance and have fun and, you know, yeah. and sing and whatnot. Like, I really love th- that part of the movie where, it, like, it tackles those things because, like, it connects to something that I've felt and have come to learn over time. Now, even though I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert, I do show my extrovert self a lot more now and i'm willing to put myself out there more now and i like i will be i'm more okay with subjecting myself to things that i normally wouldn't have been okay with back in the day you know Mm -hmm. and that movie really like touches on that for me um so like to that i do want to move into like is there something what like what was your favorite part of the movie and what was your uh, least favorite part of the movie? So for me, I'll start. Like for me, my favorite part of the movie, like I said before, is like the bus scene mm-hmm. and then the montage falling after. Like like what Matt said. Like I really feel like that's when the movie showed its heart. Like that's when the movie starts to really gain some real substance mm-hmm. for like the viewer. Because like m- leading up to it, it is a lot of fart jokes. It's a lot of toilet humor. There is some hints of like what the deeper like intentions mm-hmm. of the movie are, yeah. but For it's sure. not really apparent and until an obvious until that part of the movie, and you're like, wow, 
this movie is hitting in ways that I never thought it would hit. Pause. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, this movie's hitting me in certain angles. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Um, but like, it just like, it really captures like, that to me is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Least favorite parts of the movie, I will say that the ending, I think, does kind of like drag Mm -hmm. a little too long. Like, I think they could have maybe gotten to the point a lot. I was giving her a shout out uh, earlier. Uh, What's her name? Mary Elizabeth. I forget. forget. Uh, Mary Elizabeth. Sarah was her character's name. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like. I honestly feel like that whole part could have been cut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like there's parts of me that think the movie could have probably ended shortly after the bear scene. Like the bear scene was so like impactful. Like I get why the part with Mary's character is there. I understand it all completely, but like mm-hmm. to me, that's all secondary to like the impact that the bear scene had, like where I feel like a lot of the baggage and core of the movie came out and like a lot of that stuff was resolved during that scene Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of had one more little like problem to be solved at the end where he realizes that he is as weird as he thought he might have been and then he dies again and then all it takes is for him to fart for to bring him back to life and realize okay it's okay being weird again you know like it's not as strong to me as like the feelings and emotions that the bear scene like instilled mm-hmm. like it makes sense it's just not as strong for me so you know i'm not saying it shouldn't have been in the movie i'm just saying maybe it should have been cut down a little bit but what about what about you guys um i definitely agree with pretty much everything that you said um because mm-hmm. yeah the bus scene was also my favorite i just really like how they they just um like this just the sets I guess if you want to call it a set, Um, like just how they produced everything was really well done. Um, And like, it could easily be like not believable that this person made all this, but I feel like (laughs) it it seemed possible with all the stuff that he was making in general in the forest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, so it was just really creative is, as what I I guess I'm trying to say. And um, so that's what I really liked in the scenes too, other than like the deeper meanings and um, you know, the actual dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, so just visually, it was like, that's really cool. Um, and I also agree with the ending. I I just didn't like the ending. Um, <laughs> um, not not that, not only was it like sort of confusing, mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, it, it didn't leave me thinking like, oh, um, not, not the questioning of like, did this really happen? Um, and if it did, what, you know, it wasn't a good kind of questioning, I guess, mm-hmm. is, uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because, um, like, there are there are weird movies like this where it's, like, open-ended, and it makes you, like, you know, you go to the Googles to see who's <laughs> making theories, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted a straightforward answer. <laughs> um, because yeah. I'm like... I, I agree with that. What the fuck? <laughs> like, anyway, like, with what you just said, like... Um, he accepted it and then he did it or like he died and then whatever. It's just like, I don't know. It, it wasn't a satisfactory ending, uh, for, for like what led up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what we got in the bus scene and the bear scene, you know, it just 
it just fell short. Mm. And because of that, they like you said, it could have been cut shorter. Like we didn't, mm. I don't know. I was just really disappointed that like what led up to it was just so meaningful mm. or it had a lot of meaning to it um, to only be to end like that. Mm. Yeah. I basically <laughs> agree with everyone's takes. Like, yeah, bus scene, we've been singing its praises this whole time. Best scene by far. Mm. Yeah, the ending is definitely where I have issues as well because it raises more questions than it answers. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And we already had so many questions. And the thing is, it's just like, okay, what was the point of them calling Hank Manny, thinking he was Manny? What were we supposed to feel mm-hmm. or think there? Why was that? Oh, actually, I'm Hank and he's Manny. Like, okay, but like, what was I supposed so, to why? assume there? I will say this. I, I, think, I think the reason why he did that is because, again, it goes to the point of the movie where he was ashamed of all the weird shit he did and he knew that if he attributed it to the dead guy, it wouldn't fall but onto him. But at that him. point, I don't think they really know names, right? They don't know who's who and why he should no, be. No, but they knew that the phone belonged to Hank. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like they mm-hmm. knew that the dad was in the phone and the phone, the dad was like, my son is Hank. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like for him, but it's just another... No point for them to make us think that, oh... Uh, they thought Hank was Manny for a second for whatever reason. Like, what purpose does that serve? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the most well-executed thing. I'm just saying I think that's but that what was, was the, the logic behind that. My whole thing was that. like, why are you trying to have like some Fight Club moment where oh, it was I agree. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just served yeah. no purpose to to the ending. We're wrapping things up. Why are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. Why are, why are we gonna, gonna introduce this whole like? Yeah. yeah. Sure, and sure, and sure, then sure. the relationship with the dad, it, it still wasn't clear to me what that was like because he makes a yeah. point to say, hey, you know, my dad really tried to apologize. He really tried to say happy birthday. But then mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to see my son, you know, which could be like in that moment, he just didn't have the heart to see his dead son. Sure. But sure. then everything yeah. after that was just like, oh, he really didn't seem like he gave a Did, fuck yeah. about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude, the whole thing with the, the dad. I don't know. So like, fucking, okay, what was I supposed to think the, the relationship was? Dude, during the fucking end, when Daniel Radcliffe, Manny is fucking farting and about to go back into the ocean, and then the dad gives the, the son nod. like the nod. Yeah, I was right. like the fucking funniest shit ever. <laughs> Which, again, could be the whole, like, kind of what I touched on earlier, where he's, like, rationalizing in his head and accepting things to where he's making it seem like his dad's okay with how he is because he's okay with how he is. And, and that's when Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe comes alive or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, the, the end is just, I think that's why I really didn't know how to feel about this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> after I initially mm-hmm. watched it. Because, like, uh, like, I don't want... No, no, that's not true. I say I don't want the happy ending all the time or whatever, or something that resolves the movie. But sometimes... Hey, yo. Sometimes we all want the happy ending. (laughs) Hey, yo. We all want the happy... Anyways, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It was, like Landon said, just really unsatisfying for the ride that it takes you on. No no homo, pause, whatever you want to say there. Sus. Uh, It just... I don't know. It just... Yeah, because for such a like weird movie to have ended like that, 
Yeah. It, it wasn't even like weird enough to to meet for me to accept it. Yeah. It was just like that's it. Like for, yeah, for as much heart as the middle had and how much thought went into each line mm-hmm, of dialogue. Exactly. For yeah. it to end that way was just kind of like oh, it was this mm-hmm. close. This close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um which is funny to me because uh as I was kind of searching how to feel uh I came across <laughs> <laughs> the the Daniels the way they pitched it to Paul Dano I think was they wanted to make a movie where the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. I did not cry during mm. that last fart. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. I wish that though hits. that would that would have been I wish that would have yeah, been great. Look, it doesn't yeah. hit for you too. I was searching for, for that cry in the fart. I love it. <laughs> Dude, that that fart and then that shit eating grin that fucking Daniel has when he's like <laughs> looking at the beach, looking at them as he's shitting away. Yeah. Ah, amazing. So good. But yeah, that's, so good. That's my uh, best and worst. All right, I feel that. I feel that. So, do we uh, do we have any uh, best fits in this movie? Do we have any favorite fits in this movie? <laughs> Like I gotta say, the trash fits like just the fits they made out of like. Hey, listen, we're in the air. We're in the era where like Kanye, Kanye made the homeless look tight. You know what I'm saying? Like he made it cool, so like it could work. So like actually, it's funny. Me and Janice were kind of talking about this during the movie, where it's like Paul Dano's character has like one side of the spectrum of like the hipster fit where it's like the dirty hipster mm. and then daniel radcliffe has like the other end of the spectrum where it's like the fucking uh dapper hipster you know going mm. where he's got like the fitted suit with you maybe know it's symbolism for uh the the fucking hippie full of life and the businessman <laughs> dead <laughs> dead inside it dead straight up dead <laughs> well you know it is funny so like i don't know if you guys picked up on this i didn't even pick up on this janice is the one that picked up on it um but like in the beginning of the movie especially like daniel radcliffe's character obviously because he's dead is like a cold pale blue mm-hmm. like hint yeah and yeah. paul dano's character is like red you know mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. life and i thought that was like and even the characters are wearing those colors like daniel radcliffe's suit mm-hmm. is blue and blue. paul dano's yeah. character is wearing a red flannel so like the parallel of that I thought was, or the juxtaposition rather of that I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's it's something simple, it's something minor, but like it's a nice little touch that I think goes over, will go over a lot of a lot of people's heads. I don't know if it was it, intentional. Oh, a lot of times these things it, are. It makes for yeah. stronger yeah. imagery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's the whole like I don't know if you guys heard of like the movie color theory, where it's all uh, like everything looks better blue and teal. Hmm. That's I feel like that's uh, or is, is that it why you have your orange? light is teal blue? and orange? I think sorry, not bl- blue and teal is like the same thing. Teal and orange, um, is like the movie look. <laughs> if you look at orange. posters, if you look at uh, color grading, there's always like a mm. teal and orange. I'm like thinking of all the Star Wars movie posters right now. I know they <laughs> <do that. laughs> but yeah, um, sorry. So, but as far as fits oh, go. go we're picking the wrong movies to do fits on no, because no, no, they're no. so like no. one, like they're just one style, like one outfit in each of these movies. Look, listen, Daniel Radcliffe's, Daniel Radcliffe's whole, like, cause like 
I was even asking this question to Janice. Like, who the fuck was he? Right? Like, assuming he was a real person. Like, what the fuck was he? Because, like, like, yeah, he had a like. Why was he in a suit? Right? I feel why like, did he need to oh, be in a I, suit? I think he like literally what you were saying. What uh, Janice was saying, like, he is this business mm-hmm. suit person. Like, that just the Wall corporate Street. the corporate world. Yeah, yeah. and like both the um the uh lives comparatively like with um hank being just mundane normal life of Mm -hmm. joe schmo and then there's corporate life uh manny they both have the same well i would assume Mm -hmm. this is just my you know thought process they they uh they both kind of go through the same emotions of loneliness maybe or the Mm. same um feelings of not having a purpose anymore or whatever you know a lot of people that um are in the corporate world um they just they sell their lives to that that world right Mm. so they don't they're not living anymore so i feel like maybe that was very intentional that he was Mm. a just your everyday businessman that Mm. that's all he did and he maybe got fed up with it and then offed himself. Right. Mm. And then, so that, that was his character. Um, and then we see Hank who is similar situation, just not in the business world. Um, anyway. I do have a, th- I do have a theory. So it's, they make it known that Hank does follow, uh, was it Sarah, right? Mm. Was her character's name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Hank does follow Sarah on Instagram and like that's how he sees that she has a husband. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Manny, if he is fake, right? So this goes more into Matt's theory or idea or whatever. So if if Manny is indeed fake, Manny is a manifestation of Paul Dano if he was uh Sarah's husband, but obviously because Hank is a weirder guy. That's why he doesn't look exactly like her husband. He's imagining himself as he's basically imagining himself as her husband. Cause there's, if you look at the way they dress, it's very similar, kind of mm-hmm. similar. Just obviously the blazer was the one difference where he, uh, he had a blazer on, but, and I don't think uh, Sarah's husband did, um, but he did have like the button on shirt and tucked in and hit the suit pants and whatever. But like, Manny is basically a manifestation of if he was Sarah's husband, but he knows that he's such a weird guy and has these weird quirks that he can't be a full-on representation of her husband. He can't be the same as her husband, so that's why he looks a little bit different and then has the quirks that he does have. That's an idea that I have. Just to clarify... Manny, in in my my opinion, uh, Manny is an actual dead body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. want to clarify: I, the dead body same. is not imaginary. Like not, not imagine. No, that's it's the personality yes. that he placed on it. That's uh, yes. Yes. I just yeah, wanted sure. to, mm-hmm. in case there was any confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for misrepresenting you. My apologies. <laughs> just want to get that. Just wanted to clear that up. Um. But. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Real quick, we might need to put a quick pause. I need to take a fucking piss. Yeah. <laughs> One second. This is the part where I get to tell you guys all his opinions were shit, and I 
And my takes <laughs> were the only correct takes because he has he can't defend himself right now. Oh, you hey, said, he's totally missing the point of the movie. He could totally just pee in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> or poop. Maybe or he's poop. pooping. Or Everyone fart. poops. Whatever, man. Like, you could <laughs> fart in front of us. That's that's the lesson this movie's trying to teach us is it's right? natural. We, we accept you. Yeah, it's natural. Do it in front of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> when you said earlier, uh, mm-hmm. shocker, that you were... Um, you're an introvert mm. and not an extrovert? I was, yeah. For a long time, I was very shy. Very All I could shy. think about was I would never have thought you were an introvert. And Until, not- like, actually hanging out with you? Like, yeah. outside of, like, uh, bigger social situations? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just like, huh. No, no like- you're, very, you're very much an extrovert <laughs> in from what, I, what, I, what I've seen. Um, oh, so but no- maybe, maybe, maybe you're an ambitious. It wasn't until uh, conventions <laughs> or like even just starting Senpai Social Club where I was just like, fuck mm-hmm. it. I'm just going to do what I want and, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I gained my confidence. Um, that was like. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met you. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about real shit right now? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just telling Landon, you missed the whole point of the movie. You could have peed in front of us. It's true, I could have. I could have. Uh, <laughs> I would prefer not to pee on my floor, but you do, know, do we do we not have a connection? Are we you, not? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I know you have a bottle right next to you, dude. <laughs> it's, it's there's a tree right behind you. Yeah, what do you it's, what do you mean? <laughs> it's fake. It doesn't need water. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but we were on who had the best fits. Um, fits. so. Yes. I'm going to say my boy D-Rad. D-Rad? Okay, yeah, what about you, Landon? Thank you for clarifying. None yeah. of us knew who you were talking about. Well, you know, it, there's a lot of <laughs> like, who's this movie. <laughs> directed by the Daniels, Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. There's a whole lot of D in this movie. There, there was a lot of D. <laughs> there's a there's lot moving of D. D. Yeah, there's a lot of D. Uh, I agree, too, though. His his suit was, his suit was very sharp. Mm-hmm. Um even yeah. after having been even, in the water and yeah, <laughs> yeah it looked remarkably clean for some, <laughs> that's, that's for someone that had been in the water so, and tracked through the woods. I, I kind of did, did some, some research into this and by research, uh-huh. uh, I just checked his emails, but how long do you think he was gone? Cause they never say an actual number. Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul yeah, Dano. So how who? long do you think oh. he was like stranded? Sorry. I want to say like a couple weeks. Mm. I oh really? That's, I was that's we were like me and my friends short. were joking. We're like literally maybe like eight hours because like his phone was at ten percent. So where was he charging that? <laughs> so he. <laughs> so here, I mean I don't know. Yeah. Let me let me tell. So <laughs> no no oh, this fucking this again this fucking shit. Again. Hold on hold on hold on. <laughs> you need to get a new just get a fucking lamp like a normal person. Why? <laughs> <laughs> the Why do you have this, <laughs> Jared Leto? Are you with us? <laughs> Anyways, no, no, my USB C plug that I'm powering it with just came loose, so we should be good. But give um, me the lamp. <laughs> so, so if you look at his appearance, like if we're just going mm-hmm. off, he went missing during the bus, right? Yeah, like hair's like the week. same length, r- roughly, and he just has a full beard, right? 
So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the scene uh, where he he's back in civilization. He gets that one bar reception. He checks his emails. If I'm going off the unread emails, he was stranded for four months. Four months? Mm-hmm. What's the math behind that again? Two, like, so, no, no, sorry. Two months? Because I think the first email you see when he's scrolling through was in February. And then mm. the last one he goes down to was April. So it's like two uh, months is okay. kind of what I'm taking an educated okay. guess on, which kind of makes sense with the beard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can grow a beard in like. <laughs> wow, brag about it. Wow, brag about it, Landon. <laughs> I mean, wow. when people, Damn. some people, when they grow beards, wow. they just, uh, you know, gone one day, wow. come this back in just a couple days. Look at it. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of testosterone in Paul Dano. So <laughs> and neither, neither in the AAV club, apparently. Yeah, no. <laughs> I actually just shaved, so. But regardless, I'm not growing a beard. It's It's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So, so, what was your? Uh, oh, go ahead, Landon. Uh, so, like, just the, the yeah. So, the duration and time of him being uh, gone from civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, do you really think he was stranded on an island? No, I think that was a okay. manifestation of his mind, just like okay. Manny's personality was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think the whole movie's fake. Apparently, Jesus. I think he was behind the house. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. And nothing happened. According to the directors, <laughs> nothing happened. I don't know if they would go that far. <laughs> there anyway, was, yeah. though, because um, I do have some trivia, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie went through five or six drafts, and one okay. draft ended with Hank getting rescued by a cruise ship. So, okay, so still, okay. still on the island. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Um, do you guys have a favorite feature of the Swiss Army Man? What I was could your tell favorite, you the, uh, the grossest power. one that I thought was the grossest, at least. The water? Yeah, the water. The water out the, the mouth? Water. Okay. Yeah, that was predictable. pretty. Normie I mean, answer. Predictable. Gnarly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was drinking it <laughs> made it super gnarly. No, I thought the most gnarly was when he became like a, a shaver, a clipper. That was pretty gnarly. I mean, the fucking dick compass was pretty gnarly. The fact that he, the fact that he, the fact that he, the fact that he whipped it out in front of a little girl. Oh shit! Like, oh no, 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 no! And he like, no, and I was like, no. That shit was crazy. Oh, so fucking funny. I, I will say this. I'm glad the ending happened just for that scene alone, though. That was fucking <laughs> hysterical. It's so good. Um, oh, that's my personal the fucking ending, though. Sorry to to go, go back ahead. to that. No, but it's just go like, ahead. Was, that's fine. Assuming this is all in his head, mm-hmm. like what the fuck was that interaction with him and the little girl? And then Sarah is just like being so nonchalant about there being a fucking right? corpse by this like, guy. That was such that a they weird, were like, yeah. doc- like you know what I mean? Like it's just like, like what, the, what fuck? the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like your reaction to this whole you thing know what? is if, not no. <laughs> if their whole like intention for the ending being the way it is, just to make us say what the fuck, they nailed that. They fucking yeah, nailed sure. that for sure. Which listen, not beyond the Daniels going off of their previous you know the other body work that i've seen from them you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i i would believe that like them just doing something for the sake of doing something because they think it's funny and like would get a reaction i on it's like yeah i 100 believe that 
you know what I'm saying? Oh, I did have um, a, a talking point I wanted to ask you guys about. What no, was ahead. your opinion yeah. on the soundtracking? Great. I fucking love it. You were down with the acapella stuff? Yeah, I love it. So when it when it started with that, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is just a thing this these people like to do in their movies. It's better than pentatonics, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so here's the... <laughs> but it was just like, it... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought, because I, I have like a comment because it just reminded me of, like i don't know if it's i know it's an it's an a24 movie the um uh, midsummer like oh. it had it has like those <laughs> the the um uh, i don't know what to call it the, the acapella stuff Humming yeah acapella yeah those stuff. things like is the, is that like just a thing they put in those movies you're you're referencing something that Matt hasn't seen. So why are you going to? Bring I'm talking it up to you. He's talking to everyone. <laughs> no, it's not just a thing. Like it's totally different. There is a very specific, <laughs> and like I don't want to spoil the fucking movie okay, because you don't have to. one of us hasn't seen it. But <laughs> there is a very specific reason for the acapella that happens in Midsummer versus the acapella I mean, that's happening. I in have this an movie. idea of why that's no. happening. No, oh, like I mean I'm not. Thing. You're not allowed to say that until. You watch the fucking so movie, angry. you coward. <laughs> I just I wasn't I, I wasn't I wasn't diminishing the purpose of what they put why they right. put it in the movie. I just mm-hmm. I was just asking, like, is this something that is a theme or not a theme, but is that like something that um is a common uh uh purposeful I mean, as I someone know. that's watched a shit ton of A24 movies because I like just watching weird ass fucking movies, no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. Like, I think it's definitely a product of the director's taste and the time. Mm. So Janice pointed out, like, oh, this is, like, right at the bookend of, like, the twee era of hipsterism, right? Like, that whole, like, indie, like, vibe where it's, like, very much, like, acoustic and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just has that vibe. And, like, you could even... to, To bring another twee movie into this, like, you could even look at, like like the last twilight movies and be like oh this has like a similar feel to it almost you know like in terms of like those like i don't i don't know if i agree with that but okay well okay like <laughs> i'm just talking about like 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 obviously not like the supernatural shit but like, like no 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 the, like the soundtrack yeah, the, yeah, yeah soundtrack or like just like like okay not to make this the fucking twilight episode but it was like that <laughs> scene where like bella's no, 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 in her no, no, no. room let's not discuss Bella's... this because if we're gonna do twilight we're gonna do an entire fucking series on twilight <laughs> so let me just Fine. end this conversation right now daniel kwan hates body humor and hates acapella singing however that's why he put it in the movie <laughs> yes because if you make a film filled with things you hate you have to make it the best possible version so you don't hate it yeah i agree one thousand percent i like that That all makes sense it tracks yeah also it reminded me of gilmore girls and it was pissing me off at first i don't know if you've ever watched (laughs) gilmore girls there's so many other things we're talking about in this episode other than swiss army man i'm aware (laughs) i just i just because it's very polarizing, obviously, <laughs> the music, the soundtracking. So I just thought I would ask, "Fuck me!" Right? I, 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 I liked it. I thought it, it, like, it definitely fits like the like, like it's very indie. Yeah, yeah, it's very indie. It they is. never, very they, indie. they never mention where they're at, but this fucking movie reeks of Pacific Northwest. Like, am I wrong? Like, 
Oh, like, they filmed it in uh, Humboldt, I think. Where the fuck is Humboldt? I don't even know. California, baby. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know my own state. But, <laughs> like, yeah, it just reeks of, like, that vibe, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so, sure, it was filmed in Humboldt. But, like, you mean, like, come on. It, it, it feels like a Pacific Northwest movie you know, in a lot of ways. But, like, I, I really feel like the movie nails like whatever identity it was going for in terms of like that right like the aesthetic the identity mm-hmm. like yeah. it does it does i think do a good job of nailing like that indie like relatable vibe but then with like aspects of like frat boy humor in it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's a movie that tries to say a lot but it, like in the most lowbrow way possible you know, which I yeah. really, I personally really yeah. appreciate because I feel like that—that's my personality. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one one of the last things I wanted to go over regarding this movie is: is this a movie you would recommend to someone, and what type of person would you recommend it to, or how would you recommend it to someone? <laughs> that that. Mm. Those are good questions. Mm. Follow up. <laughs> because I, I had movie, to do that. Is this a movie you would be ashamed <laughs> to recommend to, to someone? To recommend to someone, yeah. yeah. And, and for going sure. anything with a movie. Like, would you be worried? Like, if you were to recommend <laughs> this movie to someone, would you be worried what they would think of you post-watching it or recommending it? That, I wouldn't be worried. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a weird person in general. Um <laughs> Uh, so I guess if I were to recommend it to somebody, I would definitely preface it with, you know, the first 10 minutes are going to be really fucking weird, Mm. but Mm -hmm. just bear with it. Mm -hmm. Um, because it'll, it, it, it should get good. Uh, at least in my opinion, you know, Mm. like just prefacing it, um, with that sort of, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) but I, I would, I would, like, I did recommend it. I recommended it to Nikki for her to watch. Uh, cause I feel like. Like I just said, if she gets past that weirdness and she actually gets to more of the deeper meanings of the things, I think she would enjoy the movie and feel or kind of have the same, uh, uh, you know, opinions about about what the movie was about and mm. all that. So, yeah, that's funny you say that because, like, me knowing Nikki from what I know about Nikki, I would not ever picture this as a movie she would like, but obviously you're married to her. You know her better than <laughs> I ever could. I just, that's just going off of what I know. How you're not, I know Nikki. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, she, this is not a movie. She'd be like, Oh yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. I said, she is a Harry Potter fan. I Daniel Radcliffe fan. So we're um, relying so, strictly on the power of Dan Rad. Is that what I'm getting true, from you? It's, I mean, it's, it's part part of it. Yeah, because it's a she, selling point. she hasn't seen him in a lot of things. I think okay. the only other movie um, other than like Harry Potter stuff that she's uh-huh. seen him in is um, this other, I think it also was an indie movie and it was just like um, just a regular uh, just love story, whatever. Um, Guns I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was called, but, um, but yeah, she would probably be intrigued about, you know, what he's doing in this movie. Um, I mean, as far as I I know, Harry Potter's never farted in any of his movies. So (laughs) to your knowledge, to Um, my knowledge, he hasn't, but, but, 
I guess just just Daniel Radcliffe as an actor. Um sure. and then um and just the, the themes in the movie. I feel like she would feel for mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, um but definitely it's not a movie that that she would just choose on her own. Um Okay. She's she's not a big indie movie person. Um mm-hmm. so do you do you before you go, Matt? Do mm-hmm. you know anybody, Landon, that you feel you could recommend this movie to that would love it so much that they would consider it as like a part of their top movies of all time? The people that I watched it with, yeah. <laughs> um, did, they, did they like it that much? Yeah. Did they enjoy it? Actually, I, I asked them what they you know on a scale of of one to five, what would they rate it? Just you know, immediately after we had just watched the movie, mm. and they both said four, and I was really surprised. Whoa. Um, wow! Yeah, I I didn't give it a four. Was it the um, first but, time watching it too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So one person um, didn't know anything about this movie, and then the mm, other person, right. she had she knew it, she just hadn't gone around to watching it. Um, okay. So yeah, they really liked it, um, mm. and we got a ch- chance to like talk about it at the end. Um, and they aren't well. One of them's not like an indie movie person, so. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that they liked it, but I think it's also like their humor is very much toilet humor. Yeah. Um, so that was a big part of why they liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person is definitely an indie movie person. So it's like people, you have to know, yeah, you're the person that you're recommending it to follow um, like what their question. personal taste is. Yeah. Uh, are you going to tell them to watch this podcast? <laughs> I've read it. Yeah. They, they, they watched the first one. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, Hey, shout out so, to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a movie I would only recommend to some people. Um, mm-hmm. only, Disappointing. I know. Because I, you know, this is not a movie I am counting on Allie to watch with me at all <laughs> at any point. I don't see Disapp- that. Yeah. yeah. Dis- disappointing. <laughs> like I told her, it's like, uh, I mean, like there's some things you would appreciate. Um, but overall, probably not. I mean, she is surprising with her taste sometimes though. Like she loved workaholics. I don't know if you guys ever saw that show, but it's really, totally, yeah, that, that I'm actually very surprised. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, she would have to be in the mood to give it a chance. Um, That's how I would describe this movie. What it's mood? workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it it would be a movie I would have to recommend to someone who I know enjoys movies. Like if it's just like a casual person who who just watched popcorn flicks or you know blockbusters, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't. I feel like I wouldn't be able to sell them on it. Um, mm-hmm. And how would I pitch it to them? Fucking Daniel Radcliffe, dude. Like <laughs> that's the one. Like he's just like, hey, Harry Potter's in it, and he's really good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and you see and, his ass, and you see his ass, and dude, hairy ass, oh, Harry no, no, no. Potter. So, this is something I wanted to touch on at some point during this podcast. His hairy ass, his hairy ass. One hundred percent. I wanted to touch Landon, on that. my man. Yeah, <laughs> my but man. Most of the effects were practical. So good. Uh, that was so a, good. It was a real bear. Um, they mm-hmm. made dummies of Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. One of them was specifically his hairy ass. So, mm. yeah. 
Um, somewhere out there in the world. Somewhere out there in a storage <laughs> closet. In a storage closet. exact <laughs> replica. Daniel Radcliffe's hairy ass. Hairy ass. So good, dude. So fucking Harry good. Has the corpse. corpse. The practical <laughs> yes. effects of this movie so fucking yeah. great. And Love the uh, the fart effect that they did was with like a fucking leaf blower. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> um as for me, I think it goes without question. I would recommend this movie to fucking anybody. Like honestly. Interesting. No, here's anybody. here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> with with the expectation expectation that I mean, I would do my best to kind of explain it to them, but here's why I would recommend it to anybody. And like, I'm willing to take whatever thoughts or criticism the person I recommended to might have to me, you Mm -hmm. know, despite whoever it was I recommended it to. To me, the biggest strength of this movie is its surprise factor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. where, like you guys said, it starts out really stupid, dumb, toilet humor, whatever word you want to use, lowbrow, right? Mm-hmm. But it reveals itself, if you make it past a certain point, it reveals itself to have a lot of heart. And I think that can resonate with almost anybody. I think the things that this movie tackles are general enough to where it can resonate with anybody. I wouldn't say the same thing for Everything Everywhere All At Once, right? Another movie that these directors made. I think that movie could resonate with a lot of people, but we all know being who we are, that it would resonate a lot better with people who are Asian, who grew up with Asian parents, who grew up in Asian households. You know, that's just, that's just a matter of fact. Like that movie deals a lot with what it's like to grow up as an Asian American, you know, in an Asian family. So like, I would honestly limit who I recommend that movie more to than this movie. As weird as it sounds, because obviously as weird as it sounds, because everything everywhere, all I want obviously is a way more successful movie is a way more is a movie that has way more accolades. So clearly it did appeal to more people, but I feel like if the roles were reversed and everything everywhere, all I want came out first. And then this movie came out second like, I do think this movie could have that potential. I'm not saying it would. Mm. It is a very out there concept, whereas everything, everywhere, all at once, as weird as it does get, the concept is pretty standard, right? It's a fucking multiverse movie, Whoa. which we know more than ever is very popular right. thanks to the Marvel movies. Um, but I think the core idea of this movie, I think the core values of this movie... I think could resonate with a lot of people. I'm not saying it would, it would, I'm not saying it, I would be necessarily successful in all the people that I would recommend it to, but I am saying that I think I would take that chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think this movie is worth all kinds of people watching, whether or not it would be their forte or not, because I think this movie has the ability to surprise people and win people over because it has so much heart. And that's the thing I'm willing to put my money on more than anything is movies that have heart. Um, I have uh, thoughts on what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do I. Landon, go ahead. 
So if we're gonna if we're gonna bring in everything everywhere, if that's gonna be mm-hmm. Let's in the not conversation talk of too it, deep into that. We're not. I'm not gonna talk deep into it. it. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't Kevin? watch movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, but we're gonna do this movie podcast. Um, I don't. I don't uh, disagree with you as far as like people liking movies with heart. Um, mm. I feel like with this movie specifically in in mm. the the humor portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coupled with the needing to seek the deeper meanings of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot, like the common moviegoer is mm-hmm. going to basically just see this movie for the weirdness and humor mm-hmm. um, and not so much dig deeper into mm-hmm. what the actual themes of the movies movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, like we us three, we do that with movies. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we're able to talk about it. I just mm-hmm. feel like the common moviegoer, not so much. They're going to mm-hmm. take it for face value, and which is why I wouldn't recommend this to just anybody mm-hmm. um, because of knowing that. Um, sure. And then as far as everything everywhere, um, I would recommend that movie to anybody who just likes good cinematic movies. Sure. Like, um, as far as the content goes, maybe not so much, but purely as a visual thing, because movies are visual, mm-hmm. I would recommend it to somebody just to watch it for specifically that because sure, it was, yeah. Anyway. So I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Look, I agree. Uh, Matt, basically just before I rebuttal. Yeah. 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 Basically just adding <laughs> on to what Landon said, uh, when I basically exactly what he said. And what I said earlier is certain people I would recommend this movie to, um, the, the reason why I'm a lot more hesitant to, to recommend it to just anyone is, first of all, I just hate when I watch a movie and I don't like it at all and I can't get mm. that time back, right? That's just first okay. and foremost is just wasting your time on a movie, especially if something is super weird and out of the norm. That would be, you know, as to a, a normie, right, would be like, mm. fuck, that was horrible. Why did you ever like tell me to watch that movie? And mm. the second reason why I'd be more hesitant is because I myself being the viewer that Landon described where I'm looking for the deeper meaning, I'm looking mm. for the, the hidden themes or whatever. Mm. I myself, when I initially finished the movie, was really unsure on if I liked it. You know what I mean? I was mm. just like, uh, I mean, I wanted to like it. I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Mm. And if mm-hmm. I'm feeling that way, I can only imagine trying to sell it on someone and having them watch it and then just feeling like first of all that was stupid and then two like you wasted my time <laughs> never gonna mm. not listening to your podcast because your movie choices <laughs> suck <laughs> sure <laughs> so so let me let me say this right like yes i agree with everything you guys are saying mm-hmm. here's where i kind of differ in my thought process though right one like one one thing that I think should not be underrated about this movie is how quick it gets to business. Like it could meander and like take some time before we introduce Daniel Radcliffe and the weirdness that comes with his, the whole point of him being in the movie. But the movie doesn't do that. The movie introduces him within like the first five minutes, you know, and we get exposed to that fairly quickly within the movie's runtime. So that to me, like it's things start happening fast enough to where I think that you can still capture people's attention in the time that like 
people average on average allow for a movie to capture that attention, whether they like it or not. You know what I'm saying? And to me, where the movie does start to catch its stride is the cave, right? When that first <laughs> happens. Mm-hmm. And like that happens within the first hour. It's at least like if not at the 30 minute mark, it's like maybe at the 40 minute mark. So not too I think far it's a little bit before the- that. I think it's, it's pretty it's, it's early still really on. early on. Oh, it's yeah. still pretty early on. So that's even better, right? Like it gets to the, it starts getting to the point a lot quicker than some movies ever dream of getting. Right. Like, I don't, so I don't f- doubt you. <laughs> no, for me, for me, that's enough for me to like bank on that. Right. Like, and again, this is not me saying I'd be successful yeah. in like getting everybody to like it. I'm just saying like, I would still recommend this movie to everybody on the basis that one, I'm banking on it being surprising to people for how much substance it actually really has. And two, being an entertaining movie. And that's what I'm banking on. If, if you make it that far in a movie and it still isn't hitting for you, then I give it to you. Okay. It's just maybe not for you, but I would say that the themes that it, covers and the things that it tackles i feel like are general enough to where i feel comfortable thinking that a lot of people would at least have something they can grab towards it and like to matt's point like yes maybe you finished the movie the first time around and you didn't really you weren't really sure how you felt about it but nobody asked you to watch it three times right that's, in order to do this, in order to, in order to do this podcast, it's only required that you watch it the once, the one time. You know what I'm saying? You chose to watch it the two other times, and whether or not you were paying full attention, or you were just kind of doing it so you can kind of get a refresher of the movie, you still did it. You didn't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain movies where I watched the one time and I made a conscious decision. I am good. I only need to watch this movie one time. Suicide Squad, the David Ayer's Suicide Squad, to be exact, one of Matt's favorite movies, by the way. Um, <laughs> just putting it out there. Like, and I was good. is the greatest villain yeah. of all time. Oh, my God. Gag. Um, that is... Right. She had me gag. She was that good. <laughs> you know, that is a movie where I was good watching it that well, one okay. time and i never have to watch it again I and point. i can still recount wait, it wait 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 what was the point you were trying to make though the point i was trying to make is that like <laughs> i'm saying like this movie he, he, regardless of it, regardless of how many times regardless of how matt fell about it the first time he watched it uh-huh. he was still he I still felt compelled that, to watch it to a certain I haven't amount of time that, though. but but you're saying like so the average moviegoer would do the same no, I'm not saying the average moviegoer would do the same. I'm just saying even if he didn't feel confident in how he felt about the movie, whether he <laughs> even if he didn't necessarily like it the first time watching mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. there was still enough there to where he wanted to watch it again. And I'm not saying that necessarily would happen for everybody, but I feel like some people could get something out of it. That's the point I was Can trying I to make. answer this? Because there's a whole lot of speaking for me. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. I was just confused. Let I didn't really know the where, where answer as to why I watched it. Okay, multiple times. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I watched multiple times because of this podcast. I wanted to understand the movie more so that I had more to talk about and had more insightful thoughts. If I was, if I didn't have this podcast and I watched it for the first time, I would still probably feel the way I did my first time around just with a little bit more understanding because I would go on the Googles, read discussions, read theories and be like, Oh, okay. And then probably never watch the movie again to be honest. Um, but I watched it multiple times for this podcast. Um, okay. That being okay. said, oh, where was I going with this? Um, I forgot. <laughs> I was, okay. I was just going to re- revert it back to the original question. Well, would mm. you, would you recommend this to people? Well, and I would recommend it to very specific people. Yeah. But what you're okay. saying, what, what you're oh. arguing or not arguing, what you're, oh. what you're trying to make uh, your point is you're trying to say is you would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Is that correct? Three weeks later. Cause like, okay, if that turns you off to the movie, then it turns you off to the movie. Like I'm not going to change that just because I preface it. All right. I think I the would question's just say, been answered. <laughs> yeah. I would just say, give the movie a chance. That's all. Okay. TLDR. <laughs> TLDR. As, we, as we talked about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Linda's pushing it. What do you want me to do? I'm answering the question. Give the people what they want. <laughs> wait, wait. You listen to a movie podcast and not hear people talk about the goddamn movie? What the fuck you want? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, opposing opposing opinions is what and I'm saying. That's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying like, yeah. this is why it went on for 10 minutes. <laughs> Did we agree on anything? No, but it's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, people you got to, to hear both sides. <laughs> You listen to podcasts that hear people agree? Fucking, I don't know. (laughs) Fuck. With that being said, let's just let's just get to our final thoughts in the movie. Mm -hmm. Landon, did you want to start? Final thoughts, as in like what we rated, or like sure, yeah. Yeah, let's go to the ratings. Like, just any final thoughts you have, and then your rating, if you have any. If you if you want to just go to the rating, that's up to you. Oh sure. Uh, So. I think I rated it. So when I watched it, I said three and a half. Mm. Um, definitely could have been more if the, that ending was fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was just a better <laughs> ending. Uh, mm-hmm. And just like, I guess, final thoughts. Um, like we, well, we kind of went over final thoughts of like, would we recommend this movie? Right. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Oh, rating. <laughs> he said rating. three and a half. He three said three and a half. half. Oh, okay. three and a half. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, okay. Upon first viewing, I would have probably rated it a two and a half. Mm. Upon rewatching it, <laughs> uh, two more times, and uh, having this uh, insightful conversation, uh, I'd probably bump it up to. I'll give it a three. I give it a three. Half a point? What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah. No credibility. Look, the end sucked, bro. <laughs> no credibility. The end was terrible. Okay. I think it goes without saying. This is a fucking five out of five for me. What? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love this movie. Wow. Like, he recommends it to everybody. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Huh? Five out of five. five out- <laughs> Dude, this movie fucking hits for me on so many levels. I fucking love this goddamn movie. This movie means so much to me and I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I just, I think this movie's fucking amazing. So that gives this an overall rating from the Nosebleed AV Club, 
a 3.8 out of 5. Are we averaging right now? Yeah. I didn't know we were doing That's that. Average. Okay. I averaged we did the last time. Too. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I think it got like 3 and a quarter. <laughs> 3.25 for Haunted mm. Mansion. So 3.25. That, mm. Yeah. That's where Haunted Mansion got. So not far off from this movie. <laughs> Surprisingly. Terrible. Terrible. This um, podcast is all credibility. Real quick, <laughs> we were talking about um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. And uh, I thought this was a little fun thing I found in the Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Seven... Real quick, have you watched that movie yet? Me? To me? Yeah. Right. No, no. I know you've seen it, Landon. Matt. No, I literally, I literally just said. I don't oh, he said he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, Sorry. 70 years ago during the Reddit AMA, Someone asked them if they were working on anything. And mm. one of them mentioned, we're working on a script called Hot Dog Hands. And it's about yeah. <laughs> how hard it is to do your taxes. It's true. I don't know what Both. that means specifically because I haven't seen the movie yet. But I'm sure oh, I'm in right. for a you treat. <laughs> I do know the Hot Dog Fingers. <laughs> Two though. seconds ago, he said he hasn't seen it. <laughs> I know. I, just, I keep forgetting. I, keep forgetting. Okay. I know. It's like, what the fuck, Matt? Get it. Get it I don't, like, sorry for assuming. <laughs> go. Sorry look. for assuming that the Actually, person. Go ahead. I was just saying, Matt, I'm really sad that you didn't get to see it in theaters. I know. That's all so, I'm going to yeah. say. That's unfortunate. The the movie yeah. theater experience has been ruined for me since COVID because people are so fucking disrespectful during movies. They're always like you're pulling not, out their wrong. phones and it's just it ruins the whole thing for me. And I get just, and I'm always seated next to the most annoying people. Somehow just be disres- just be disrespectful. Disrespectful back. back. Yeah. <laughs> what I do. Just double down on disrespect. Fire with fire. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? This is America, goddammit. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, overall, we all enjoyed the movie in one way or the other, some more than others. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you either, one, already watched it, or two, had this whole movie spoiled for you. Spoiled for you. <laughs> so you might as well just go back and see what we're talking about and see who you uh, agree with or disagree with. And uh, catch us on the next one. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is Nosebleed AV Club. My personal one is Nosebleed Matt. Austin's is Nosebleed Daniel. Landon, would you like to shout out your socials this time around? <laughs> if you absolutely need it, it's yeah. uh, kuya.kpop. <laughs> yeah. That's K-U-Y-A. where you can be found. Kuya. There oh, you go. Well. <laughs> Only one of his three Instagram <laughs> handles. I know, way too many. <laughs> um, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio streaming, give us a follow, leave us a review, give us a rating. We're trying to get to 10,000 followers and subscribers by the end of tomorrow. So please go ahead and make your way over to all those things and do all the things. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.